You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of A Road to Indianapolis. I'm Lila Bromberg here with Brandon Simberg and Matt Levine. We are here for episode two, and we're recording this right after uh, you know, some big games over the weekend, but also it is a year since Maryland won the or won a share of a Big Ten regular season championship a year ago. And I think that's just kind of crazy. Like everything just changed it since then. Um, and now we're finally on the cusp of March Madness. Just how does that feel, you guys? I know Brandon and I, Matt, we've all kind of talked about it outside of the podcast, just, you know, this time of year is back. Yeah, I think it's it's weird when you put it in a perspective of that Maryland-Michigan game was a year ago and all that's happened in the past year. And, like, even that day, you know, leaving that game, we knew, like, what corona was. We knew it was a thing. We still anticipated having a, a tournament, having a Big Ten tournament. Um, so just the fact that that was also the last time there were fans, like, full, full a full stadium. And I was in Columbus this weekend for Ohio State-Illinois and it was like maybe one fifth capacity full. Like there were fans spread out, but just hearing hearing some noise, some chants, really made me miss fans. So you take all you can get, and even though that there won't the stadiums won't be full uh, these next few weeks, I'm just really excited that we're gonna have a tournament to talk about, and we're gonna have the Big Ten tournament coming up soon. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, Brandon, going off that, I think like all this whole time since 365 days ago, sometimes feels like. 30 years and sometimes it feels like 30 yeah. minutes and I, I don't know I can't explain just every day changes whether this has felt like a lifetime or like two seconds and um, that was the last packed arena that I've been in uh, since then and you, you mentioned just having fans at sporting events is just it's a different animal than being in an empty arena um, for broadcasting writing literally everything playing it just changes the atmosphere so much and hopefully we can get back to that soon. Um, but just the fact that that was a year ago, it's just everything coming full circles. Really. It's something. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned just being in a packed arena for the first time. I was looking at a video from that day and I was just getting clobbered by people. Someone who's like five, two trying to like, I somehow got to the front um, of like the whole celebration, just like the amount of people crowding in. I was like, damn, this was like a few days before like everything turned and we're just all on top of each other. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even, you know, we're not having a fifth capacity, but even just having some parents there last night, like made a difference, especially late in that game, uh, which was kind of brutal. But yeah, it's nice to have a tournament coming around, um, you know, knock on wood, everything is going to turn out well and we're still going to be able to have it. But it just feels a lot more optimistic. Obviously, we didn't know this was going to happen last year, um, but things seem to be headed in a better direction. And just a few minutes ago, we're recording this at 1230. So just a little bit ago, we had the AP top 25 drop. Brandon is now covering the number three team in the nation. Big time. Yeah, huge week for Illinois. They somehow won at Michigan without Io DeSumo. And then he returns in a black face mask, which... Going with the black face mask. I mean, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then they took down Ohio State. So, two super quality road wins. You know, if like Illinois fans, they think I'm like anti-Illinois because I've been so reluctant to 
jump in and like be all the way in, but I really can't deny it anymore. Illinois is awesome and they're playing awesome. So I think that number three ranking is deserved. I was always more in the newer. I thought like they're my pick to win the Big Ten. Yeah, I think I think you both were more in. You know, Matt's texted me a couple times this year, like Illinois is the real deal. Illinois is the real deal. And I was like, ah, but they just went into overtime with Nebraska. But nah, since since they lost at Michigan State, they've been on a tear and they're playing really well. Matt, reactions to the latest top twenty-five? Well, just talking about Illinois, I think after that game against Michigan State. Uh, Iowa goes out and they have three road games against Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio State. And I was texting with my buddies from home, and one of them covers Michigan. And we were both saying, like, and he also thinks Illinois is winning the national title. I'll put that in there. But uh, we're, we're both saying. Other than Zaga and Baylor? Yes. That's another thing. But um, just texting each other saying, like, without Iowa, they can go 0-3 the rest of the way. And they would have lost four straight going into the Big Ten tournament. But they they just show that that doesn't matter. You know, the Big Ten player of the year, top two candidate, at being out, they're still able to beat Wisconsin and Michigan on the road. Then he comes back and they beat Ohio State. So uh, all that talk about are they better without Io? No. They're, they're just a great team overall. And with him, I think they can go the distance in the NCAA tournament. So being a top three team is exactly where I think they should be. Right, and with that, you see Michigan drop from two to four. I mean, I don't think they should have ever been two. I think Baylor was always the number two, and people, like, freaked out after having, like, one loss after being on a huge COVID pause. Like, people need to chill. It wasn't even, like, a bad loss. Um, But then you have Michigan, you know, lose to Michigan State, lose to um, Illinois, and they drop to that four spot. And you still have, you know, three out of five teams in the top five are in the Big Ten. Um, But, I mean, I feel like, just looking at this poll, like I felt all along, like those top two are Gonzaga and Baylor. And I, I think, you know, I'm, I like Illinois. I like Michigan. They're certainly not on that level. And I'm a bit lower on Michigan over the past week, but just none of these teams seem that dominant to me or, or seem like a team that could make the championship outside of that. If you kind of look down this, this list and um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Cause it just seems like, you know, we've talked about of like those two versus um, the field. Yeah, I think looking like at this AP poll, um, like I'm going to put Gonzaga and Baylor in my final four, regardless of the matchups. I think those are the two best teams. But then like I could really be talked into a bunch of teams uh, in this scattered throughout this top 25. I mean, even all the way down to like Texas Tech at 20, like that's a good team with a good coach that they have nine losses, but they're all the good Big 12 teams. They have, like, a guy in Mac McClung who can take you to a Final Four. Uh, Virginia is 16. I know it's not, like, the same Virginia team that won the title two years ago, but it's still a Tony Bennett team that is, like, really good on defense and has a lot of size. Like They don't have guys. I think they have a lot of size. They don't have, like, one guy. I mean, I just – I wouldn't be shocked, though, if – the bracket worked out where they made a run compared or like Texas is 13, Florida state's 15, you know, that's an up and down team. Like there's so many teams scattered throughout this AP poll. That's like, yes, uh, Iowa is five, but like, I don't feel that much better about Iowa at five than I do about Texas tech at 20. And that's just how chaotic the, the, the uh, sport is this year. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, I think Illinois has a chance to get there. Michigan, Iowa, just, 
but then, you, as you said, you go all the way down the, the rankings. You can make a case for every single team to go make a run. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the entire country believes Gonzaga and Baylor will be there, and then the other two will kind of just fill in. Um, but I, I would expect there's obviously going to be a lot of upsets, but, I mean, I just don't know where they're going to come from and which team's going to lose first. And I think this tournament, I don't know if it's because now I'm so invested in everything because I cover it, or just this year more than ever, there's just so many good teams. But, like, who's going to lose? I don't know. I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like there aren't as many good teams. Or maybe it's just, like, it doesn't feel like there's as many, like, dominant top-level teams. You know, like, you look at this top 25 and the amount of teams, it's, like, seven losses, eight losses, nine losses. Like, I feel like you really wouldn't see that in past years as much. Well, like, that's even, how being more balanced almost in a way that, like, Michigan has lost two in the last week. And Iowa's was seven lost team, but they're still a top team in the nation because so many different teams down the line, especially in the Big Ten, can beat the better teams and can beat the best team. And that just kind of shows me that there's so much talent and balance in the sport as opposed to just obviously Gonzaga and Baylor being at the top. But usually you'll have Kentucky or Duke being undefeated as well, and we don't have that this year. Um, so you can look at it both ways, I guess, but I'm looking at it more of just more balanced and, and deep teams that uh, seem to beat each other every night. So what games did stand out to you guys from this, from this past week? I feel like we learned a lot over the past week. I mean, I think it starts with Maryland losing to Northwestern and Michigan State, or Northwestern and Penn State, rather, coming off that win against Michigan State. I thought, and I know Ken Palm thought it, and everybody thought it, they'd win both of those games. But to win seven straight in the, to end the regular season would have been a very difficult ask. Um, but I'm shocked with the collapse that they had against Penn State last night, being up 16 and then blowing it late. Um, just, I mean, you can lose to Northwestern on the road, and it's okay after winning five straight games because then you have another game against Penn State to get that momentum back into March. But they were a comfortable tournament team. Now it's a question mark. If they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament to Michigan State, which you don't want to face Tom Izzo's team in March, if they lose that, they're probably right back on the bubble. I, I still think they'd make it, but then it's a question mark on Selection Sunday. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but you don't want to go into the postseason losing two straight to the 11th and 12th seed in the Big Ten. Yeah, there, there's a very conceivable path where Maryland now loses their last four games of the season, the Northwestern game, the Penn State game, the Michigan State game, in the Big Ten tournament, and then all of a sudden you're, you're an 11 seed in the NCAA tournament. And there's some good six seeds in bracketology. Like Tennessee has some talent. Oklahoma's pretty good. Uh, Oregon's a six. I love Oregon. And USC's a six. They're also pretty good. So it's like it's very conceivable that Maryland's going to lose their last four games of the season, which would be kind of disheartening after that great run they had in the middle of the year to put themselves in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, and I think I, I wrote about this last night. I think that you also just have to remember, like, what this team came in with. Like, this team was never – I came in the year not thinking they're going to make the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, they're in a stack Big Ten. The team wasn't recruited the way it should have been. You're losing your two best players. You lose a ton of guys to the transfer portal that were key role players, could have made a big jump. And I think – 
you know, yes, they've lost these last two games, but even to have that five game run, I think is significant. And, you know, you're right. Like right now in Lenardi's latest bracketology from today, they're 10 seed. I, I honestly would prefer a 10 seed over an eight or nine seed. Um, Cause then you're facing a seven. If you went after that, you're facing a two instead of a one, but you're right. I mean, winning a game in the big 10 tournament is going to play a huge factor in Michigan state is a tough team to beat in March. And they just beat Michigan, you know, Maryland beat them in the regular season, but I think they're kind of riding a hot hand right now. But I guess kind of another game that, that stood out to me from, you know, this past week um, was Florida State losing to Notre Dame um, by 10 points. I, I wasn't that high on Florida State, especially being in the ACC. Um, but they seemed like they could at least kind of get to a round of thir- a ra- a, like round of 32 game, maybe win that. Um, I don't know. I, I was disappointed in that loss. It was kind of surprising and shocking to me. Yeah. The ACC is doing everything in their power to like not have a top four seed. I mean, right. Just, <laughs> like Virginia, I think lost three straight games, then won the league. And like, I like Virginia, but like they didn't lose. Like, it's, it's ACC does not want to get the respect this year. And yeah. That Florida State loss concerned me. The, I think the one thing that stuck, stuck out to me was this weird Baylor, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia all played each other. I think Baylor and West Virginia played on Monday, and it was, it was an amazing game. Like that, would get, that game was down to the wire. I mean, maybe that was last. It was after we recorded last time, but Baylor-West Virginia was an amazing game. West Virginia had that um, and like, looked like a Final Four team. And I was like, oh, West Virginia, like, you know, they could be the real deal. And then Baylor took care of Oklahoma State this week. And then on Saturday, without Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma State um, takes care of West Virginia, which I, was, I thought was a pretty surprising result in Morgantown, too, nonetheless. Because when you talk about Oklahoma State, you're like, oh, it's Cade Cunningham and then these guys. But the, the role guys stepped up, and Oklahoma State is trending in the right direction. So what I took from that is that Baylor's amazing. They're awesome. They're a top-two team in the country. And Oklahoma State is also getting kind of scary. Yeah, I, I've always been, you know, high on Baylor. Like I said, I, I wasn't kind of one of those people that went down on them. And I, I think what's also really stood out to me is just kind of the role players that have stepped up for, for Baylor as well um, that, that you've really seen in recent weeks. Uh, I think it's been Mayer. Is that how you say his last name? Is it Mayer or Meyer? Mayer, Meyer. It's... The, 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 kid, the kid with the mullet. The kid, yeah, the kid first the off, mullet. incredible mullet. You got to love him just for that. Um, but he's been stepping up. A lot of guys have been. I mean, um, you look at uh, Myro for his last few games. I'm just kind of pulling that up here. And I'm, I'm forgetting which one, which game it was. He had a huge game. Yeah, it was against Oklahoma State. He had 19 points. Against West Virginia, he had 18 points. Um, you know, and in that Oklahoma State game with 19 points, he also had seven rebounds. Um, and, and he's impressed me at times. He was seven for 13 in that game. And I think, you know, Jared Butler has, you know, he's in his peak form, but they also have a ton of other guys that, that can get it done. And, you know, he's a guy coming off the bench, a, a six or seven guy that's doing that. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have their, their top guys there. Um, like I said, I think – Baylor and Gonzaga are, are the real deal. And I think you really – I didn't have concerns about Baylor, but I think anyone who did kind of those, – those were quelled over the past 
uh, week with those two wins because those are two good teams in Oklahoma State and Texas Tech like you mentioned those are teams that both have potential to make some sort of run yeah I, I think that again Baylor's the second best team and you could talk me to them being the best team and they're deep like you know Butler and Mitchell are your all-american guys but Macy Oteague their third guy a, a senior had 33 against Texas Tech Mayor Meyer like you talked about has been awesome their bigs are just solid it's just it's just a deep and complete team and they're really fun to watch. Like they're one of my favorite teams to watch just because they have so many good guards and so much shooting. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that kind of leads us in. Should we do a little buy or sell here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Matt kicks things off for us. What team are you buying and what team are you selling? Um, I'll pick my national title winner right now, Illinois. Wow. 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 I think <laughs> I think you're talking about a complete team here that has so many so many different aspects to their offense. Um if Andre Curbelo plays the way he has been, I mean, like there, I don't think there's any stopping them. Um Gonzaga hasn't been tested since December. So I think that's what always forces them to get out in the Sweet 16 early date. Um, so we'll see. But I think Baylor is going to be there. I think Gonzaga is going to be there. But I'm buying Illinois. Um, with Io DeSumo being a player of the year candidate, Kofi Coburn's having a phenomenal year. And just their, their offense is just so dynamic. Um, and they play in the Big Ten, and they're right at the top of that. I think they can win the Big Ten tournament, too. I agree they're good, but national championship, like, I don't see them beating That is delivering the hot takes this morning. I know. I that <laughs> is Monday morning hot take. <laughs> um, but I'll sell. Um, I think there's so many different teams I want to sell. Like, I would sell Wisconsin, but I also think that they can make a run just because they're senior-led. Um, but I think with the unfortunate injury for Colin Gillespie of Villanova, I'm going to sell Villanova. Um, they've had some COVID issues all season. They haven't quite been as – I know they're 10th right now, or, or they might have slid a little bit, but they're not quite as good as I thought they'd be. Um, and without their senior guard, just towards MCL after the season now, I don't expect them to really make a run. I know Jay Wright obviously can figure that out without Gillespie, but I just I, I don't see a really how that, that would go down, losing your senior guard right at the end of the season, heading into March. That just takes the air out of the, out of the balloon. And it, I don't know. I, I, really, I, I just don't see a run being made out of that after such a significant injury to arguably their best player and their senior leader. I mean, that was my thought even before they had that injury. I, I just feel like they weren't ever tested. Um, I think the Big East just isn't really that good this year. Um, and I, I just had a lot of doubts about them before that. And now having that injury, I don't know if I see them getting out of a round of 32, honestly. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Lila. Like, they're, they're a three seed right now. It's going to be hard for them to move up. And then, like I said, some of these six seeds are tough. Like, they're projected to play Oklahoma right now, who without Oh, yeah, Gillespie, they lose to Oklahoma. Yeah, without Gillespie, Oklahoma's, like, a better team on paper. Or Oregon, who I know I keep bringing up Oregon, but <laughs> Oregon's good. That's, that's a good team. USC, that's a good team. Like, I really think winning two tournament games would be hard for Villanova without Gillespie. So, I think that's an appropriate sell, Matt. And also you mentioned right now just like Oklahoma being a six. They have to play Georgia Tech, who would be an 11. And then I know, Brandon, you're high on Georgia Tech. So it, it wouldn't be a favorable matchup right now for Villanova in the second round. 
Yeah, so Georgia Tech's my bye, so I'll, I'll get into it with them. Uh, really weird season for them. They had COVID, like, right before the season started, so they had minimal practice time. I think Josh Pastor might not have even been coaching the first weekend. So they start the season losing to Georgia State in quadruple overtime, and then two days later they lose to Mercer. So they got off to a terrible start after they were supposed to be pretty good. But they've rallied. They're now 15-8. and eight. They've won – six in a row, I believe, including and ACC is not great, but like Virginia Tech's a tournament team. They won at Virginia Tech. They beat Duke in an overtime game this week. And they have guys. Moses Wright, their center, was just named the ACC player of the year. He's a really good player. They have good guards in Jose Alvarado. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Jordan Gold, former Testudo Times member, because he's been telling me all year, hey, man, watch out for Georgia Tech. Watch out for Georgia Tech. I was like, dude. like Amazing mask. Amazing. If you guys don't know, uh, he's one of the only coaches in, in college, but I think like the only one, he like wears one of those visor things. Incredible yes. look. He like has a weird dance in the locker room. Um, yes. What's John his name? Pastner is yeah. great content. He's he, great. Great content. You're right. Two weeks ago, he said 11 teams from the ACC should make the NCAA tournament. Just full on. <laughs> that was him? I didn't realize that was yeah. him. Yes. He, Josh Pastner just creates content, but they're actually content a good team. Insane. They're actually a good team that's playing well and – they're not going to be a super high seed because they did lose to Georgia State and Mercer. But I think that's a – you know, sometimes a double-digit seed winds up in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16, I could totally see that being them. I don't see an ACC team making it that far, to be honest with you. Maybe one. I think one at the most. I, I mean, like, it's just – when I watch them play, I think they're good. Like, I'm just going to take their conference out of it. And they've won six in a row against teams in their league. Um, but they're not good teams or <laughs> – I can't punish them for be- beating teams on their schedule. Right, but I'm saying, like, it's not like they're dominating these teams in a, in a bad league. I, just, I think once they face some tougher competition in a league that can actually play defense and, like, teams that can actually defend, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, so their six right now is Oklahoma. Like, that's a tough matchup. But Oklahoma's kind of going in the wrong direction. I would take Georgia Tech. And then their three would be Villanova, who's – I would take – if a bracket came out today, Georgia Tech would be in my Sweet 16. And, gosh – I might talk myself into them beating Iowa on a, t- on a potential 11-2 game. Oh, my God. Full Cinderella run. Um, so, so, yes, so, is that I'll, your bye then? Is that my what? Is that your bye then? Yes, Georgia Tech is 100% my buy. Okay. I want all the stock. But my sell, it's probably Houston. Uh, I think Houston's a good team. But, like, as a two, I don't know how much better than they are than most threes or fours even. Again, it's hard to punish them for winning the games in their conference, but they do have three iffy losses in Tulsa, East Carolina, Wichita State. Uh, they just survived against Memphis yesterday, which was – What crazy, an ending. Yeah, that was a crazy ending. Um, like, I like Houston. I think they're good. And they, the, the, the metrics do support them. They are sixth in Ken Palm. Just, I don't know. When I watch them, something feels off. They don't have a lot of size. That, to me, could be one of the two seeds that gets knocked out early or at least by a three seed. So my sell is Houston. Lila, where do you stand on buy sell? So I guess so I guess I will start with my sell first. Um, I'm going to be selling Ohio State. They're, they're a team that I really was high on um, in, until maybe like a week or two ago. And, you know, they're right now uh, on a – four-game losing skid, which is not what you want to see this time of year. Yes, those teams were Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois, who we all agree are good teams, but then they lose 
to, to Michigan State as well. And I think that's just like a, a confidence thing, right? Is like you're losing four games going in. And I think the kind of year, like confidence is so, so important. Um, even over the course of a game, like Maryland last night, other teams will talk about so much whenever team comes back, you just lose your confidence, um, you know, even over a course of a game. And so to end the regular season, I mean, you have a chance to, you know, make some noise. You're, you're probably still a two-seated, but I mean, you're finishing fifth in the Big Ten. Um, and just to lose those four games is not what you want to see going into postseason. You know, it just – I don't know how you get your team in the right mindset after that. Um, I think it's just kind of tough to be able to go into a, a neutral site to, you know, deal with being on, on the road and be such unusual circumstances that is going to be the Big Ten and NCAA tournament this year and to kind of be able to – have that energy and have that faith in yourselves. I feel like that's really hard after, after going on this skid. Um, I also think that their defense is a concern. Um, you know, you look at Kempom, they do have the fourth best adjusted offense in the country, but their defense is at 80. Um, and, and so that's kind of a, a warning sign right there. You don't really want to see um, they have eight losses now in the season. I mean, this is a team that I definitely thought was going to get to 20 wins. And I think it's concerning that they haven't. Um, that's really shocking to me. And yeah, I just, I think that while they are, you know, a good team that has good pieces, um, I, I just think that losing four games going into postseason play is just going to mess with their heads a little bit. I don't even know how much I like their pieces. Like they don't. Well, like the, their collectiveness. Yeah. You know? Like, but they're like, they don't have like a star, like a top twenty-five player in the country, even just a a, a bucket getter. Um, and I think that's concerning. Like Dwayne Washington's solid, but he's not on the level of like some of these other guards on these top teams. Like I'm worried in a close game, who are they going to go to when it matters? I, I'm definitely with you on this Ohio State concern. Yeah, that's a good point. Of like, who are they going to go to? I mean, Dwayne Washington and Junior EJ Liddell have both been great, but can one of those guys be a closer? That's the question. Um, and then for my buy, a team that I thought was always uh, not ranked high enough this season is Arkansas. Um, I, I love Eric Musselman. Uh, you know, he's still like in his opening years with the team and um, you can really kind of see the culture change he's brought and just kind of the energy he has, how much his guys rally around him. And, you know, they finally kind of moved up to where I think they deserve, um, or at least around it, where they're, you know, number eight in the AP top 25. I'm not huge on the SEC, but I mean, regardless, they're 21 and five. Um, they haven't had a conference loss in, in a very long time. You know, their last loss overall was to Oklahoma State in a close game, 81-77 on January 30th in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. But when you look at SEC play, they haven't lost since January 16th against Alabama. Um, you know, who's two spots ahead of them in the poll. And I just, I, I love the way he coaches. I think that he is set up where he has the buy-in from the guys. He makes really good game time decisions. He makes great adjustments. And, and I think that's crucial to have in March. Um, and I think they can surprise a lot of people. I see that as an elite eight team, honestly. Um, I'm just a big fan of what he's doing over there. And I think he's building a really strong foundation for that program. Yeah, I love Arkansas. I have all year. And a lot of their losses came without Justin Smith, 
who is like their versatile center and like who well, he plays a little bit of the four and the five. Like he's a huge part of what they what they want to do. And yeah, like you said, they've been playing better and they're winning games and they're winning convincingly. And they have a star in Moses Moody and they have guys that can make shots. I think I think if the bracket went the right way, they could even make the final four. I'm with you on the must bust. I'm in on Arkansas. So that was a good pick. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their top players, I mean, they do have, you know, Moody, who's great, you know, 17.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, uh, 1.1 steals a game. Um, And then, you know, you mentioned Justin Smith putting up 12.5 points, 6.8 rebounds. Um, I mean, even just a guy like Tate, who's, you know, really helping out with assisting with four assists and, you know, almost 11 points per game. Um, and shooting 50% from the field. I mean, I think that's my only concern with them is like, you know, shooting, they don't have a lot of elite shooters. Um, but I think just the way he coaches will get them really far. Absolutely. All right. Should we, uh, should we talk about the conference tournaments? Sure. Well, before we get in the conference tournaments, I think there's a debate we need to settle. Yeah. So all year, if you follow, even if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I love the big 12 and I think it's the best league. And I think it's the best league, like, pretty easily. Like, it's shocking to me that the media, the mass media has mind-washed oh God, college media. basketball fans into thinking the Big Ten is the best. I mean, there are seven teams in the AP Top 25 this week in the Big 12. And, like, and here's what I don't understand about the rankings. Big Ten teams will lose to each other. Like, Ohio State just lost four straight, and, and they're still 10th. Like, they don't really get docked. But whenever uh-huh. Big 12 teams beat each other, they, they lose. I mean, or they get docked. Like, you start with Baylor at the top. They're obviously one of the top two teams in the country. But then you have, you know, West Virginia's had a really good season. Kansas has been good. We just talked about Oklahoma State, um, who's had a nice little run here recently. Texas, they've been both up and down. Both have eight losses. But all their eight losses are to, like, their, the teams that they – like, they don't lose to the bottom par- portion of the country. But are they the top ten teams? Like – I think that at this point you have the big, and it's funny, right? Because earlier in the season we were talking about like the Big Twelve is more top heavy, and I think it's the opposite now, where the Big Ten is more top heavy. You've got more depth in the in the Big Twelve. I still think the Big Twelve is more top heavy. People just got brainwashed into thinking Ohio State is not better than the four Big Twelve teams that's ranked ahead of West Virginia, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas. West Virginia got or Ohio State got swept got swept by Purdue and lost Northwestern, like. In West Virginia's eight losses, none of them are that bad. West Virginia is the only team to play with Gonzaga within single digits. West Virginia is really good. Oklahoma State's been hot recently. Texas had a COVID pause, but they've still shown at their peak and like at their powers that they're really good. And their losses only come to the other Big 12 teams. Like it, that's like Ohio State lost to these bad teams. I don't understand why in a vacuum, like we think Ohio State's better than Texas. I'm not West talking Virginia. about Ohio State, though. I'm just talking about like in general. I think. Also, you look at, like, the defensive aspect. And I know that you love the Big 12 because those guys are so athletic and it's a more fun style of basketball to play. But I think when you get to tournament time, the Big 10 is going to have more success because of just the way teams play, of really having to have that defensive mindset. And, you know, games are a battle in the Big 10. They really are. And, and I think that's going to be huge in the NCAA tournament. And I get what you're saying. There is some good depth there. But when you're looking at Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, I would maybe take West Virginia over Iowa. But outside of that, 
I'm taking Illinois, Michigan, um, and Iowa over most teams in the Big 12. I mean, maybe not West Virginia, maybe not Oklahoma State. I go back and forth on Texas. I'm not really sure. Um, but I think outside of Baylor, I don't see a team there that, I don't know, maybe one of them can make a Final Four. Um, actually, no, pro- one of them probably could. But I feel like the, the Big Ten has more teams that have that chance. It will depend on the brackets, and what's going for the Big Ten is that these these advanced metrics have worked to support like oh beating Penn State's a really good win, so like all the Big Ten starts stacking these quad one wins. Um, so are so you now saying that Ken Palm is not accurate? It is, but like I don't know, Ken Palm as Iowa is the fourth best team in the country, like. I don't know. I don't think I was a fourth best. I don't think I'm just saying you look at Ken Palm, Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State, Wisconsin. I don't know what's up there. Purdue. Um, all yeah, of Wisconsin's the not the 11th best team in the country. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is finally out of the top 25. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that? That is good. But Ken Palm has them 11. I just, another thing with the Big 12. So they're getting 70% of their league in. 70, 70% of their teams are in. Not only are they in, they're going to be, as of right now, they're projected top six seeds. Oklahoma, I think, is the lowest uh, Big, 12, Big 12 seed, and they're six. So there's a pathway where 70% of the Big 12, if they win the first-round games they're favored in, is in the uh, round of 32. Like, it's, I think the Big 12 just has seven really good teams, and that's 70% of their league. So I know, I know like Iowa State sucks, and Kansas State's bad, and TCU's uninspiring. But the Big Ten has some bad teams at the bottom too. We will like it's going to come down to March, and when the when when the Final Four is Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas, and West Virginia, I will be having a field day on Twitter. I'll chime in for a little bit. Um, yeah, I we think, need to hear your opinion, Matt. I think Brandon, you started it off by saying that when Big Ten teams lose, they don't get deducted that many spots in the AP poll, and that's because they don't have any bad losses when they lose in the Big Ten. Um, I mean, nobody's lost in Nebraska yet, or they have, but nothing. Who, who did lose to Nebraska, by the way? Who was that? I'd say it. Well, that just makes last night hurt even more, doesn't it? <laughs> so, like, when Ohio State's losing four straight, they're not falling that much because they're losing to top five teams and great teams. I think – I think – I mean, having three teams in the top five makes me want to lean that way towards the Big Ten, but I also see the argument of that there's more – um, big 12 teams towards like the middle of the AP poll and just more good teams. But I think the big 10 has great teams. Um, I would agree with that. I obviously Baylor, obviously Baylor is a great team. They're probably the second best team in the nation. Nobody's doubting that. But I think just like, there's like a pack of big 12 teams in the middle of the AP poll that are really good. But I think having Michigan, Illinois and Iowa up there in the top five and those teams I think are better than the middle um, and the better teams in the Big 12. So, so to your, to your point about the bad losses, like Texas Tech has nine losses. On paper, it looks bad. Here are Texas – I'm going to list all of Texas Tech's bad losses. You let me know when we see a bad one. Uh, they lost to Houston on a neutral. They lost at home to Kansas. They lost at I home to – I don't think Kansas is that good. They're ranked 11th and they just beat Baylor. I mean – they beat a Baylor team that was coming off a COVID pause. They still beat – They weren't. Like, do not remember that skid earlier this season? That huge, horrific skid? Okay, so I can tell you who Kansas lost. I mean, Kansas, again, they didn't lose to bad teams. Like, 
That's that's the thing. I, Kansas is good. Kansas's losses, they have eight. Gonzaga, Texas, at Oklahoma State, at Baylor, at Oklahoma, at Tennessee is probably their worst loss, but at the time Tennessee was playing well. At West Virginia and at Texas. I don't see like that's eight losses, but only maybe one of them was bad. It's the same thing. These teams don't have bad losses. They just beat each other up. Yeah. I think yeah. these are the two deepest conferences we've seen in years. In yeah, terms- without a doubt, the top yeah. two conferences in the country. And I guess that kind of lead us in. What, what are we proving first? Big, Big Ten? Well, what, what tournament are you guys the most excited for of, all, of the Power Five? I mean, Big Ten and Big 12. <laughs> like, the two best conferences. I think there'll be the most chances for upset, the most exciting. Matt, do you agree? I agree, but I think that the Big 12, I think Baylor is going to win it. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, with the Big 10, like you look at Michigan, Illinois, and I, I, I just, I think Purdue slipped into the four as like, I don't know where that came from. Um, they've, they've been there for like a month now, but they've just been playing really well. But I think that when you look at the Big 10 tournament, you could pick probably five teams to win it. Um, but when you look at the Big 12, I'm just going to lean Baylor just because they're the best. By, I think they're the best by far uh, in the conference. But I'm excited for both of those because I think seeding implications for the NCAA tournament will matter a lot based on who's going far in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm Big 12. I mean, you start Thursday morning, you get West Virginia, Oklahoma State <clears throat> in a 4-5 game on 1030 Thursday morning, right into Baylor versus TCU probably. That's the worst game of the slate. Then Thursday afternoon, you get Kansas-Oklahoma, two top 25 teams. Then you get Texas-Texas Tech at night, and they've had two really good games this year. And that's just Thursday. Then you get into the Final Four, and yeah. I, it's, for me, it's Big 12. Um, although if you want randomness, it, it's not good basketball, but I have no idea who's going to No, you're going to say. No, not the Pac-12. I'm excited for the Pac-12, but I have no idea who the hell is going to win the ACC tournament. Like, that could be the most random one. That, that's no all. one's going to win it. They're just all going to lose. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know who's going to win that. I, I agree there's better game that, like, I'm more excited for games in the Big 12. Um, I think Big 10 can be interesting, too. But, yeah, I, I don't know if the Big 10 gets really interesting until the third round, honestly. Like, you'll have good games. Um, I, I don't think you're going to have good games in terms of like Wisconsin versus Nebraska or Penn state or like Minnesota or Northwestern versus Ohio state. Maybe you see an upset in one of those. Um, I think Maryland, Michigan state will be interesting. So Indiana Rutgers, but I'm not really excited for any games till later on. I agree. If you're looking at kind of all the games, I'm definitely more excited for the big 12. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how excited I am for a lot of these other games. Like, I don't think the SEC, Pac-12, or ACC are very good, to be honest with you. I agree on the SEC and the ACC. The Pac-12 tournament, I'll, I'll get into my Pac-12 rant once we talk about it. But uh, let's start with the Big Ten. So I'll start, with, I'll start with Matt. Matt, who do you have as your championship game on Sunday, right before Selection Sunday? And then maybe who's the team you think – an underseeded team that can make some noise. I think Michigan and Illinois are going to meet up in the championship. Um, I think Michigan could win it just because Illinois recently won that game. I, I, I'm a big fan of saying that it's hard to beat the same team twice or three times or whatever. Um, so I probably would lean Michigan for that. 
in the finals. Um, it depends, though, on Eli Brooks because right now there's no status on his ankle injury from yesterday, and they are not the same team without him. Even though he doesn't score that much, he facilitates that offense. Um, and I, I think that I, – I don't know where I saw a stat, but they probably shot the ball less than 35% when he was out earlier in the season in a game. And then when he got injured in this past game yesterday, they shot the same exact percentage, like under 35% throughout the game. So he just makes that offense much better. Um, if he's out for an extended period of time, I'll take a different, I'll, I'll say it would be a different story, but I'll, I'll lean that way for now. Um, who can make a run? I think Michigan state is the first team I'm looking at just because it's March and Tom Izzo and how well they're playing right now. Um, I don't know if Maryland has it in them, that's the second round matchup. Those two teams playing the first, their first game in the tournament, Michigan State and Maryland. That's probably the biggest one in terms of tournament implications um, for the NCAA tournament. Because right now, Michigan State's one of the last four teams in. And if Maryland, Maryland's devastated right now, like yeah. them after that loss last night, like I don't, it's going to take a lot to rewind this team's mentality over the, after these last two losses. Like it was bad last night how upset they were. Yeah, and I think if Maryland loses that, they're right back on the bubble. So that's probably the most important game. Um, I think Rutgers might have a run in them too, but they have to face Illinois in the th and if they win. That's the only issue. Um, so, I mean, I, I, you can't leave out Iowa. You, you may, I'd maybe leave out Purdue. I don't think that they can compete with the big dogs yet. But if, if Rutgers somehow beats Illinois, they have a chance to, to have a little run in them. Uh, because I think Indiana has been horrible of late and Rutgers is pretty much on their way to their first title since 1990 or 1991, I think it was, or their first uh, NCAA tournament bid since then. So they might I think, have a I think it's longer than that. They might have a little run in them. I don't know, but I think Michigan State, it, it's just, it's, it's so weird to look at. Like if Michigan State beats Maryland, they're probably not going to beat Michigan. And if Rutgers beats Indiana, they're probably not going to beat Illinois. So I don't know if a team has a run in them because I'm picking those two to the finals. But if anybody's going to beat Michigan and Illinois, it would probably be Michigan State beating Michigan just because of how hot they are and it's March. And then if Rutgers has something special cooking, uh, I think they're getting back on track a little bit. And if Illinois is a bad game, that could be a trap. But it, th I think this is going to be interesting. I see Illinois winning the whole tournament. Um, and I think that matchup, I mean, yeah, it could be interesting. Um, I don't see Wisconsin getting anywhere. Um, I don't know about Ohio State. I, I don't think Rutgers gets that far, honestly. Um, I think out of any of those teams that could surprise people, I do think it's Michigan State. It's, it's Tom Izzo and it's March. Um, but – I don't know if I see them making it all the way. Like, I don't know if I see them beating Michigan again. Um, so I definitely see Illinois. I think the other team in there could either be Purdue or Michigan. Um, but if you're talking about a team that could upset, I think it could be Michigan State. So who do you have Illinois? So you have Illinois playing Michigan? Either Michigan or Michigan State. Yeah, like I, I think it's like a really good point. Like what Matt said, it, you like some of these lower seeded teams, but like for Michigan State to conceivably make a run, they have to beat a tournament team in Maryland. Then they have to beat Michigan for the second time in six days. 
then they have to beat Ohio State or Purdue just to get the finals. Like that's – and we talk about how, how deep the Big Ten is. It makes it really hard. Uh, so I don't know if this is like an underdog pick, but I actually – I think Ohio State turns it around. I'm picking Ohio State to make the finals of the Big Ten tournament. They played Michigan super close uh, a few weeks back. And this tournament for Illinois and Michigan, it doesn't really mean anything. Michigan's locked into a one. Illinois probably locked into a one. If they win on Friday, they're definitely a one. So I, like, for Michigan, I could see them just not playing with a ton of intensity. So I'm taking Ohio State at the top of the bracket. And then at the bottom, I liked Iowa until Joe Wieskamp got hurt. We don't know. Oh, that, that's a brutal injury. Like just your senior year playing like he has, he's in a boot. Like I just, my heart sunk when I saw that. I, I like, Oh, you got to feel for him. His senior season to go out like that right in the last game of the regular season. Well, he, he is a junior, but I think he's going to, Oh, right. Him. He, I, for some reason I thought he was a senior. He is a junior, but yeah. So if we healthy, I think I'm going Iowa, but if not, I'm going to take Illinois. And whoever wins that Iowa-Illinois game is going to be my champion. But in terms of – yeah, in terms of teams that can make a run, I just don't really see any outside of Ohio State at five because mm-hmm. it's, it's just like we said, it's so tough with these – Yeah. With the way this is – it breaks out. But uh, all right, let's talk about – You start the Big 12. It's, it, you start. Yeah. It's only I mean, right. gosh, what a slate. I mean, Baylor's the favorite as the one, and they get to play the eight who's easy. So you can at least pets them to Friday – but then they got to play the winner of Westfall, Oklahoma State. Who That's going to be such a good game. That's going to be – whoever it is, that's going to be such a good game. They just beat both of these teams this week. So, like, it's hard to beat a team twice in a, a week span. And Oklahoma State and West Virginia are playing well. I mean, I'm going to take the cop-out answer here and take Baylor because I just can't bet against them. Uh, and then on the bottom side, uh, Texas Tech swept Texas. So, I don't see them beating them three times in a row. And then you have Kansas, Oklahoma playing the winner. The winner of that plays Texas. All right, I'll go Baylor, Texas. I'm backing on I, – I'm the Texas guy. I think they're really talented. I'll take Baylor over Texas in the final with, with, uh, Kansas beating, oh, with Kansas beating Oklahoma. But I'll go Baylor over Texas in the final. And then I guess the surprise team that can make a run is Oklahoma because they're the seven. And they've already beaten Kansas this year once. So it's like they could conceivably win that game. But, yeah, that is where I stand. I'll throw it to Matt. Matt, where are you at on this Big 12 bracket? I think Baylor's going to win. Um, but I would. Ra- I wish the bracket would allow an Oklahoma State, if they were able to get there to the finals, play Baylor, um, just to see Cade in that spot. Um, and, and we still have no idea if they'll be in the NCAA tournament or not. But it doesn't seem like the ruling will come before. So I think that Oklahoma State's going to be in. Um, seeing this game, they just played what yesterday, two days ago, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think just having that game again, just a few days later, is like, I think this game is going to be one possession, last shot, whichever team has the ball and hits it is going to win. Um, but then to have to play Baylor right after that is tough. So I don't know. I, I'm picking Baylor just to slide through, and then I think. You mentioned Texas Tech beating Texas already twice. And I said before, I, I just don't like a team to win three straight times. Um, so if, if Texas can turn it on a little bit, I would also pick them to go to the finals or Kansas. Um, but I'm picking Baylor to win. And 
if any team has a run in them, I'd probably say Oklahoma, but they have to get hot because they've been sliding a little bit. I am a big fan that with the Big 12 tournament, you don't have like a three game bye. I kind of think that's stupid. The Big 12, the Big 10 does that. And I like that you've got so many games on that second day and um, you're giving teams more of a chance. Um, I 100% see Baylor winning it, but it's kind of upsetting because I definitely like that side of the bracket more with West Virginia, Oklahoma State. Like Matt said, I'd love to see like Oklahoma State or West Virginia later on. Um, But I see it. I mean, you guys mentioned not being a team three times, but honestly, I could see Texas Tech going there. I think from that side of the bracket, it would be Texas Tech, Texas or Oklahoma. Um, Winning, you know, three games in a tournament, especially in the setting it's going to be in with COVID, like I feel like that's really tough to do. And I don't think Oklahoma could do that. So I'm going to go with Texas Tech. I think they can beat Texas again. I I don't know. I'm I'm going to go with Texas Tech. I think it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, like, I mean, Baylor's gonna win it. So but again, like I hate that West Virginia and Oklahoma State are not are on the same side of a bracket. Like I really don't like that. Yeah, I mean that's what you get in a deep Big Twelve. Two yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. Going back to that debate we just had, when you talk about this Big Twelve slate in the tournament, it's much better. It's much better. The games, the games are going to be a lot more competitive early on. Yeah, it's a much better slate. Maryland and Michigan State will probably be the most competitive in the second round. Minnesota Northwestern like nobody wants to watch that and nobody wants to watch Nebraska play Penn State and I think both of those teams whoever wins will get routed by Ohio State and Wisconsin so you're really only talking two competitive games of Maryland and Michigan State Indiana Rutgers before you see the big the big top four teams play but right away I mean Oklahoma and Iowa State I know Iowa State's terrible but that's even more of a that's a better game than Minnesota and Nebraska so, I th- yeah, I'll go back to say I think the Big Ten is better up top. Um, but when you have, like, the middle of the pack of the conference, I think the Big 12 is better. And these games are going to be very, very competitive, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. So then I guess to the uh, conferences we're not as excited about, um, I guess we'll kind of start the SEC. Um, I guess I'll kick it off. I see – I said I'm high on Arkansas. I see them winning this tournament. Um, you know, they're on the side of a bracket where they would face either Georgia or Missouri on Friday. Um, I see them winning that game easily. And then you have LSU on the other side who will face South Carolina or Ole Miss. I think either Ole Miss or uh, LSU gets into that next game. I see Arkansas winning that. And then on the other side of a bracket, I think you'll probably see a Florida and Tennessee matchup and probably an Alabama, even Mississippi State or Kentucky. I'll go with Kentucky. Um, I probably see oh, – I see Alabama coming out of that side, so I kind of see an Alabama-Arkansas final game, and I see Arkansas winning that. Again, this is not really a deep conference in my mind, um, not really a conference I'm that excited about in terms of um, their play. I think, honestly, the ACC may be more fun just because it's going to be so wild of, like – just, like, I don't know. I feel like that could just be wild in, like, the most chaotic way. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited for the SEC tournament, to be honest with you. You don't see Kentucky saving their season by beating Alabama. Like, what if Kentucky beats Alabama in that 8-1 game on Friday? That would – That that that, is possible. That is possible. That would be good content. That would be, like – 
you're talking about Kentucky for 24 hours and are they back and they just got to win two more. Like that's why I want Kentucky to like at least make this interesting. Yeah, I think they will. Um, I don't think they'll beat Alabama, but I think that'll be close. I, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like they need to, they need something to happen, but I think this season's just been so off for them. And like, same thing with Duke and North Carolina, like we've just never seen anything like this. Uh, it seems like the only one out of those teams that are there every year is turning around right now is Michigan State. But I don't know. I think Alabama will will win the tournament. I like Nate Oates a lot. Um, I think Florida could be a sleeper just because, I don't know, I like their defense a lot. And I, I would probably say Arkansas, too, in the finals. Just I would pick chalk there, one and two, and then Alabama wins it. But I think this might be – it's not a great SEC slate. It's not a great SEC – it's not deep this year. And it's not fun when Kentucky's not at the top with the best players in the nation. And I don't just, really think it's ever a fun conference, to be honest with you. They have fun individual players, but – Right. Yeah. I will say, though, SEC has many more titles in the Big Ten in the past 21 years. So, um, yeah, it's – like the chalk seems like the pick – I'll take Tennessee over Alabama, though, in a potential Saturday semifinal matchup. Tennessee has the pieces, and they just beat Florida this past weekend on senior day. Like, that's just kind of me wanting to buy into Tennessee and what they could be. So I'm going to take Tennessee over Alabama. And then LSU-Arkansas as a semifinal game could be interesting. Uh, you know, LSU, they split this season, and they both blew each other out. And LSU's kind of hit or miss. We don't want to talk about Missouri, who's the seventh seed, but they are like a bona fide tournament team. Like they're they're getting ugliest in. jerseys in college basketball. <laughs> they're definitely getting in, and they only lost to Arkansas by five in Fayetteville a couple weeks ago. And they like they split with Arkansas, so like I could see Missouri conceivably winning that rubber match, especially as a bubble team. Well, not a bubble team, just a a lower seeded team that needs it. But I'll go. Tennessee over – I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee over Arkansas in the final. So I'll mix it up. All right. We're running out of time here. But just really quick, I guess, for the Pac-12 and ACC, we'll just give our, you know, tournament uh, champion and, and championship game. Matt, you want to start off for the Pac-12? Sure. I'll go Oregon wins it over Colorado. I think I, – I, I don't know where Brandon's obsession is with the Pac-12, but – I think I mean, the only thing I love back to Pac-12 was Bill Walton. I mean, honestly. I see. I, I think he's he's horrific, but that, that's another. So story. What are those people? I, wow, I Matt. Wow. Matt just I learned a lot about you. No analysis. Now. Just just ent- he tries to entertain. I think Dave Pasco. No, that's just who he is. Matt is a broadcaster. It's like I I get where Matt's coming from. Matt understands the difficulties of calling a game. Yeah. So I guess Matt has a different perspective, but. I don't know, man. When I'm watching like Arizona State in Utah, like I don't really care about like access. That's and true. Um, I can see that. I can see that point of view. But I think if these games, being on the East Coast, if these games are a little bit earlier, not at like eleven thirty or 12, uh, 10, 30, 11 at night, I'd probably be more engaged. And uh, we'll see. But the Pac-12 is. I don't know. I don't think that they they have top talent. We'll see how the Ducks do, but. ACC, I think this might be one of the more interesting years because you look at the top four and Georgia Tech is in there and Duke is not. 
Um, Duke is 10th right now, and they would have to play Boston College, who is the, the last seed of the 15. And then they, the winner of that would play Louisville, which also is having a down year, but they're on the bubble um, of making the NCAA tournament. I think Carlick Jones is a great player. It's been good for them. Uh, they just played, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, and Louisville won that game. And it was it was close, but I think that's probably the biggest matchup I want to see because both of the, I, I think Duke could get in if they make a run, but if Louisville loses, they're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament uh, because they're right on the bubble. I think Florida State wins the whole thing, though. Um, I know they've been up and down, losing to North Carolina, and they just lost to Notre Dame, but I would pick them to beat Virginia or Georgia Tech. Um, or maybe even Clemson, if Clemson's able to turn it around. One of those three will, will lose to Florida State in the finals of the ACC tournament. Can I, can I give my, like, 60-second Pac-12, this is going to be the best tournament speech? So you start, you start at the top with Oregon. They've won, like, 10 of 11 with their starting five back. They've looked amazing. But in their way, on the eight lines, Arizona State, a team projected to do really well, but they've had injuries and whatnot. But they have really good individual players. So uh, – a 1-8 Oregon-Arizona State matchup could be interesting. Then UCLA-Oregon say in the 4-5. I'm not going to really hype up. But then the bottom half is fascinating. USC is the 2. But on the 7 line is Utah, who just beat them like one to two weeks ago. So it's totally conceivable that Utah could beat them again. Then you look at the, the 3 line. You have Colorado as the 3, Stanford as the 6, Cal as the 11. Cal's the 11, but they've beaten both Stanford and Colorado this year. And then Colorado has swept USC, so they'd be going for a sweep of them. And the only team that's beaten Oregon in the past few weeks is USC. So that would make it for an intriguing final. I really have no idea where it could go. It could go anywhere, just like a Bill Walton called game. I am so excited for this tournament. But with that being said, I will go with Oregon over Colorado in the championship, just like Matt said. Those are my two favorite teams in the league, and that's why I stand with that one. And the ACC, they might as well call this the bubble tournament. I mean, I feel like all these teams, like, two wins, you're in. One win, you're out. Syracuse is on the bubble all the time, and they, here they are again. I'm going to take Georgia Tech over Florida State in the final. Lila, where do you stand on these two tournaments? All right. So, for VS, from a Pac-12, sorry, I'm going to have Oregon, and I'm going to go Stanford. I don't know. I, I want to just take a wild pick. So I'm going to go with Oregon Stanford and have Oregon winning it. And then ACC. I mean, I'm just looking this bracket. Like who the hell am I picking? Um, yeah, I'll have Georgia tech in the final. I've, I have absolutely no clue who's coming out of the other side. Maybe UNC pulls it out. Maybe Virginia tech. I don't think Florida state can do it. I'm going to go with Virginia tech and Georgia and Georgia tech. You're going to have two techs in the, in the championship. And uh, you know what? Sure, Georgia Tech winning it. Let's go with the face visor. Let's go with you know this just incredible entertaining coach. Got to go with that. Those are great picks. I mean, it's it's going to be a super exciting week. Uh, not really the next few days though. Like it's a bummer. Like we have like Monday and Tuesday are kind of down days. I can't say I'm going to watch much of these other conferences, but starting Wednesday, it it heats up and. I'm excited to watch the tournament and talk to you guys about it. So, Yeah, well, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure to follow along with all of our coverage. 
uh, for Tuesday Studio Times. Make sure to follow along with Brandon for a daily Illini, and we will join you next week after the conference tournaments to look forward to the NCAA tournament. Thank you guys so much for joining us.